Round 25 edition of the Supercoach 365 podcast coming at you ahead of what will be a big, big week once again in Supercoach terms. We're into the thick of the final series now. Many comps in the preliminary finals. One week off the grand final, of course. Ryan Selvich here with you tonight. I'm on my post Malone again. That's fine. We're going to kick this off with a bit of news. We'll go through the team news as it is this afternoon. This afternoon, rather, on Team List Tuesday, and we'll answer a couple of your questions back end of the podcast as well. Uh, big thank you to everyone who has followed, liked, subscribed right across the channels, be it uh, here on the podcast feeds, over on YouTube. We've just clocked over 800 subscribers. The next goal is to get us over a thousand, so I'll be pushing for that uh, probably in the off season, pre season, heading into season 20. 24 and all of that wouldn't be possible without your support and that of top sport our proud partners so remember if before you have a bet imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au or call 1-800-858-858 big thank you to top sport and the team uh, for supporting us again in season 2023 as they have the past couple of years as well now, before we do get into some of that team list news, which is impacting super coaches uh, heading into round 25, we're going to talk a bit of news around the league. And there is uh, a little bit to get through, not so much uh, on-field related. Uh, more players off the field, contracts, those coming back, and of course, the NRL's venture uh, into the USA. But let's start closer to home with shocking or breaking news this afternoon, depending on which way you look at it. Tavita Pangai Jr., is set to announce his retirement from the NRL to pursue a career in boxing. Uh, it comes as the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs effectively told the front rower that he can't do both. You either you know going to spend the off-season training and focusing on the Bulldogs, or you go off and pursue your boxing adventures. And it seems like he's chosen the latter. So we'll keep an eye on this and how that unfolds. Uh, and what that means for the Bulldogs and who they go out and pursue uh, with the money that Pangai was on, reportedly around a $750,000 contract. So uh, they will free up a bit of cap space there. As much as it is a loss on the surface, it could actually be a blessing in disguise for the Dogs. Free up that money, spend it elsewhere. Speaking of big front rowers on big contracts, uh, Payne Haas news this afternoon that he has recommitted his services to the Broncos. Uh, the details of the deal still exactly to be confirmed, but we're looking at three-year extension, uh, and that's probably beyond season 2024. I'd say taking him till the end of 26 or 27. As I say, we will confirm all this uh, when it is known. The Broncos expected to report on this on Wednesday. Uh, news suggesting here, News Corp, that uh, the deal is a $1.2 million a year deal, and that's over three years. So a handy pain day, uh, pay day for Payne Haas. Um, yeah, you can't spell pain without pay. Uh, on the footy front, still no Ryan Pappenhausen for the Melbourne Storm this week. A bit of a change of tact going from uh, some of the bigger names in the game to one of the more slender types in Pappenhausen. But he will uh, probably play his uh, another role in Q Cup this week. Plenty of good numbers he's producing for the Falcons in the past couple of weeks, be it off the bench or, uh, in fact, starting at fullback for those guys. So uh, we may see him back in the NRL as soon as round 26. That's next week. Uh, the Storm have the Titans next week. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that that is their next game, their last home game of the season. So that'll double as 
I think their members' appreciation around probably a nice afternoon to roll pups out down there at Amy Park. And then maybe a full game in round 27. Um, back up in uh, Brisbane it will be for a game against the Broncos back at Suncorp Stadium. All of this, though, if you want to read between the lines, if you're in a, in a draft comp, for example, and you're trying to... Uh, pin the pieces of the puzzle uh, together to find out when Paps will be back if you're making a last the gas play for him if he's on the free agents or waivers uh, tonight should you worth or is it worth dropping a player to get someone of Ryan Pappenhausen's quality in I think it is um, but he did do a podcast he himself sat down with Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster if you YouTube Oz American Aces about 38 minutes in on that podcast Munster asks him all the tough questions I'm reading between the lines, perhaps. I think he'll be back around 27, um, perhaps off the bench. So make of that what you will. Um, a couple of questions that came in on socials this afternoon uh, or even throughout the week saying, should we save a trade for Ryan Pappenhausen for our Supercoach finals? I'm going to say no because I don't think he'll be there. And if he is back around 27, um, it may be off the bench. But, yeah, go check that out if you are invested or you know, if you do have an interest in Ryan Pappenhausen. And rounding us out here with the last of the news items before we get stuck into round 25 footy, uh, just a quote I found here today from Andrew Abdo, CEO of the NRL. Um, he really doubled down on this uh, NRL's venture across into the USA market. Um, and he's, I guess on the surface, it's all been spoken about betting terms. And uh, Peter Valandi is obviously looking more of that commercial lens and uh, opening up a new market in the USA. But found this quote quite interesting from the CEO of the game. He says, it's not just about acquiring fans. And he didn't say this, but tapping into the sportsbook market more specifically, he says, it's not just about acquiring fans. This is an opportunity for us to showcase our sport to potential athletes from a pathway perspective back into the NRL. There are lots of opportunities and avenues over here. So look, I'm obviously looking forward to the NRL growing the game and going into the USA market. Will we see players uh, make the jump from the USA to pursue a career in rugby league? I don't know if that's the end goal, but you know, we go over there and find one athlete who's struggling to crack it, be it in uh, you know NFL or college football, or if someone wants to try their hand from basketball making the shift into rugby league. We've already seen the talent, the proof in the pudding with types of Jareem Buller and Hamoli Olakowatu, just natural athletes, talents. Stephen Crichton, another one who did have uh, opportunities to pursue a career in basketball, now doing good things in the National Rugby League. So we will look forward to that. Of course, uh, that has been confirmed by the NRL that the four clubs going to Vegas will be the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, the Broncos, and the Seagulls. Full fixtures still to be confirmed, but we're thinking probably Broncos versus Roosters and Manly versus South, but we will keep an eye on that in the off-season, of course, leading into the new year. Okay, let's get stuck into round 25 footy, shall we? Round 25 gets underway Thursday night, as you listen to this on Tuesday. Uh, a couple of days away now, but the Cowboys and the Sharks, they kick us off. Queensland Country Bank Stadium, the venue, very quickly, we'll run through some team changes here for the Cowboys. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai, he's back which sees Cohen Hess uh, move back to the bench. Uh, Tanella Brown, 18th man. Cole Felt on the wing, 
as he was in their last matchup against the Broncos, which sees Murray Talangi still in that centre role. Uh, for the Sharks, Tommy Hazleton back after concussion, which sees Colquhoun move to the bench. No other changes here, really, from the squad that we saw the Sharks roll out against the Titans, uh, who defeated the Gold Coast pretty handsomely in round 24. Key supercoach news or takes here. Of course, I think plenty of questions around Scotty Drinkwater as well. Uh, is he a vice-captaincy option early in the week? Some wanting to shift Latrell uh, down to or up to Scotty Drinkwater uh, one week early than perhaps intended. Uh, look, I'm all for it. I, I love the game next week, the fixture for Drinkwater, uh, playing the Dolphins at Suncorp Stadium from memory. But check that. I think it's definitely in Queensland, So, um, which it should be, two Queensland teams. Yeah, I, I couldn't make a case for not going to Scotty Drinkwater. I think the Broncos' defense kept him quiet, but all things considered, looks a good game this week against the Sharks, uh, who have found a little bit of defensive structure and stability in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, those cracks, they have appeared at different stages this year. Scott Drinkwater could be a man to open them back up. For the Sharks, I just thought it'd be nice to call out Cameron McInnes and the work that he's been doing um, since he has made that starting 13 jersey his own. Obviously, a lot of talk about his uh, defensive work against the Panthers where he made that uh, tackle-breaking or record-breaking tackle feat. But since then, uh, he has clocked up a 69 after that and, again, a 104 last week against the Titans. That one came with a try as well. Throw it back before that Panthers game. Uh, he did score another try against Manly at Points Bet Stadium. Uh, that one up there in Manly. Uh, no, that's Cronulla. Sorry, both sponsored by uh, that betting agency, which I won't say again. Um, but that said, uh, another 95. So, look, four-round average, I'm going to say it's close to 90 or mid-90s. Uh, doing good things, Cameron McInnes for the Sharks in Jersey 13. Uh, looking here now, I want to find his high price. I think he's around 700k now. So, look, we probably missed the boat there on McInnes. That would have been a nice one to jump on a month ago. Uh, when Dale Finucane did go down, but all things considered, maybe a sign to the future for the Sharks with McInnes in that 13 role and maybe Finucane shifting to a full-time front row uh, position there down in the Shire. Across the ditch, this one Friday 6pm, the second game of the week, the Warriors and the Seagulls, they meet here at Daniel Anderson Stadium, uh, also known as the Old Mount Smart, but the Warriors in a fitting gesture on what they're calling Daniel Anderson round, paying their respects to the former coach who's fallen on some tough times. Uh, speaking of those uh, making big impacts, as we did with Cameron McInnes just a moment ago, Chance Nickel Clockstar is back from his concussion woes or concerns. He's back. It's so good to see Chance back on deck for the Warriors. Wade Egan has been named despite a throat injury. Uh, he actually made his way into hospital, but that was said to be just precautionary. And Bunty Arfoa replaces Mitch Barnett in the front row. I think all the news here around Chance is the importance of his role in that Warriors backline. Freeing up Sean Johnson, freeing up Dallin Watini Zalesniak on that right side. So I think his inclusion certainly helps that link between the spine and those strike players on edges as well. For the Seagulls, Brad Parker is back. Ben Travojevic, uh, rather, Brad Parker is not back. Brad Parker and Benny Turbo sidelined due to concussion protocols. Morgan Harper is, in fact, the one who is back in the centres. Kelma Tuolangi, he will start in the back row, and Jake Arthur is on the bench. Probably not too much more to touch on in that one there. I'm thinking the Warriors win and win quite handsomely. Ruben Garrick, I actually traded him out last week. 
uh, to Cody Walker. I thought it was a tough fixture on paper against the Panthers. Uh, Garrick, look, why doubt him? He's a good supercoach player, a, a supercoach gun, really, over the course of the last three seasons. I doubted him. Uh, Cody scored well, but I burned a trade I probably didn't have to do in the end there. Excuse me. Okay, keep this rolling. Friday night, Eels and the Roosters from Combank Stadium out there at Parramatta. Uh, some bad news for the Eels. Mitch Moses is gone for the season, so Dylan Brown shifts to seven. Dejan Arcee back into that uh, number six jersey, which he made his own for large parts of the season in Brown's absence. He will play the halves role again here alongside Brown. Uh, Maker Sevo and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they're back from their respective suspensions. So while Moses is out, they are getting some troops back. Davey out, and Offa Hengawi moves to lock. For the Roosters, Angus Crichton is back from a knee injury. And Sammy Walker, speaking of knee injuries, he has been named as 18th man. Uh, he played a full game in New South Wales Cup last week. A couple of injury, other concerns, or other injury concerns here for the Chooks, particularly one around Joey Manu. Um, I, I did hear or read somewhere that he did suffer maybe a minor ankle injury, but still an injury of some sorts uh, nonetheless in that game. Uh, last week against the Dolphins at Allianz Stadium. So keep an eye on that in the lead-up to kickoff. That could be all important for those playing with Manu in the teams still, which plenty are. I said last week on, was it the SC Playbook podcast with Timmy Williams? I think it was. Could have been Beers and Breakevens, one of the two. It was the SC Playbook podcast. Uh, I said I like Joey Suali'i. I like that what he's been doing since he's gone back to the wing. A couple of scores in the 70s. 80s as well, always a try-scoring threat, has that leaping ability on the edge, kicking goals at a great rate. Now, he's just 3% owned by the top 1%. That's where I'm playing at the moment. Uh, 65 points per game, his five-round average, which I really, really like. Um, I don't have the moves uh, or trades at my disposal to be able to do this move, but if I was considering it, if I needed a pod play this weekend, I could really get around Joey Suali'i. We saw uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mika Ravalawa of the Dragons. He made that right side. Uh, he caused absolute headaches for the Eels' left side defense. I know Sivo is back, but he is sometimes a suspect defender himself. So I could get really around Suali'i here. Uh, I did make mention there of my rank. Sorry, I always forget to do this. Uh, my score last week, let's recap, 13, uh, 1,308 points, so 1,308. That was a top 5% score last week. A total score now of 28,418, top 1%. Uh, so I'm still hanging around the top 1%, but season rank of 2,140. And... So I probably worked out I need to make up about 300 points in the next three weeks if I do want a top 1,000 finish. Could be tricky. Could be tricky. But that's why I speak of players like Suoli'i, just 3% owned by the top 1%. Yeah, look, maybe it's worth a calculated risk. Maybe not this week. Uh, Roosters do have still games against the Tigers at Allianz Stadium in a couple of weeks' time. And then the... Uh, the Rabbitohs across town rivals to finish us off in the regular season. Uh, that's enough for that game for mine. Speaking of the Tigers and the Dolphins there, uh, those two sides uh, meet here at, again, Combank Stadium, 3 p.m. Saturday. Uh, same 17 for the Tigers. That's uh, Look, they put up a good fight against the Warriors last week, probably better than plenty expected. Uh, Dane Laurie has been doing good things at 5'8", so that will be a loss for the Tigers when he moves on to the Panthers 
next season. The Dolphins, there's been carnage in their lineup, plenty of HIA concerns, uh, those centered mainly around Connolly, Lemu Elu, Kenny Bromwich, the Hammer himself. A couple of uh, new players, new faces in the back line here. Jack Bostock, who we saw earlier in the season, and Robert Jennings. They will make the center combination their own this week. Ewan Aiken moves, or he returns from a knee injury rather, into the back row. And elsewhere, uh, Jeremy Marshall King has been sidelined for the rest of the season. He's now on ice. Uh, that's a huge loss for the Dolphins for mine. He is really the linchpin in all of their attack. Probably not too much to talk on here, to be honest, um, in terms of the classic relevance. I will say this, though, for those still alive in draft competitions, perhaps some plug-and-play options available here. Like I say, some uh, new outside backs that won't be owned in your competition. So if you are scooping up and hoping to find some try-scoring outside backs this weekend, you could probably target the likes of Jack Bostock and Robert Jennings, maybe Asu Kapoa as well. Have to check that one, that he's actually in the 17. But if he's floating about, I'd say he's probably lowly owned every chance of a try this week against the Dolphins. Okay, uh, Saturday, 5.30 p.m. footy from Seabar Super Stadium. The top sport Titans back at home against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, plenty of news here for the Titans. AJ Brimson, he has been named on the reserves after missing last week with his rib concerns. Uh, Keno Keeney at fullback. Jaden Campbell to 5'8 for Kieran Foran, who's out with a sternum injury. Uh, Tommy Weaver looks like he's been named to debut at halfback, so he replaces Tanner Boyd, who's out with a shoulder injury. Uh, Mo Fodawaka is back from suspension. Tino moves to lock. Jesus, plenty to get through here. Aaron Clark out with a shoulder injury. And perhaps speaking of draft and waivers and, and pod plays even, Jacob Arlick, I hope I'm getting that right, Jacob Arlick or Alick, he uh, made an impression on me when he debuted, I think it was against the Dolphins about middle of July, Came on, had a bit of footy in him, uh, was a hard hole runner on an edge. So he's on the bench here. Just watch the game day mail. If he starts in front of Cleese Haas, I would seriously consider going to get him. I think he's got a good offload, uh, can bust the tackle. We saw he even has a little deft little kicking game close to the line. Jacob Arlick, not a name I thought I'd be speaking uh, too much of tonight. But yeah, just keep an eye on that come Saturday afternoon. For the Panthers... A couple of big ins, Jerome Luai and Mitch Kenny are back. Uh, Tyrone Peachy also back from suspension. And uh, that sees Cogger and Hosking, Zach and Jack, or Jack and Zach respectively, uh, shift back to 18th and 18th man rather and on the reserves. I guess the talking point here, it has to be Tino Fasul Maliawi, doesn't it? 22% owned by the top 10%. About the same top 1%. He is the most traded in player this week. It makes sense. Uh, his 5-round average would be close to 100, if not. I actually tossed up the idea last week to Timmy Williams. I said, look, I could probably go uh, Christian Welch and Johnny Bateman to Tino uh, in a 2-for-1 sort of swap. Uh, I, I thought better of it in the end. But the fact that I look at here, the most traded in players this week, Miles Martin and Jack Howarth, Two nuffs, essentially, are the ninth and 10th most traded in players this week. That leads me to think that as well as Tino coming in at, at top one or the first uh, most traded in player this week, um, it leads me to think that plenty are doing that sort of two-for-one uh, trade move this week. We will answer questions around Tino back into the podcast in the listener Q&A section. Coming up very soon, just a couple more games to get through, but a couple of questions around Tino. Would we do that similar move this week? Um, stick around for my advice on that.
Okay, the Dragons and the Storm rounding us out on Super Saturday. Again, some team news here. Zach Lomax is back from a shoulder injury. Uh, Francis Amolo is back from concussion, uh, which sees Ben Murdoch Masilla move to the bench. Michael Molo Molo is the lock forward. The Storm, look, winning form is good form. They named the same 17 players that beat the Raiders last week. Harry Grant and Eliasa Katoa, they have been named to start. Uh, despite coming off the bench last week. Okay, looking at the most traded in players here, plenty of them this week are Melbourne Storm players. I speak of Cameron Munster, Nick Meany, Katoa and Grant. They've all been traded in by the top 10%. Of those lot, probably besides Munster and Grant for obvious reasons, Katoa would be the one that interests me. 511k. Um, he is running this week, like we say, name to start, running down that right channel at Talatau, Amone, and uh, Billy Burns. Billy Burns, look, notable defender. I will give him that. Doesn't miss too many tackles, but I can say it's it's a good fixture on paper. Jerome Hughes feeding Ellie Katoa. Back-to-back games for the Storm against the Dragons this week and the Titans next week. If I'm making a trade with my budget, which is... Slim to none, as, as many would be, and I don't have many trades left. All things considered, I'd probably be getting in Katoa. Um, I think there's more upside there than what that 511k price tag suggests. Am I doing it? No, but I think that's if I, you know, gun to my head, if I had to make a decision. Look, obviously, I'd love Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, but I can't fit them all in with, with the money at my disposal. Um, but I can make a case for Katoa. I would seriously consider doing that. Okay, Sunday afternoon footy, the Knights and the Rabbitohs, this one from McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights, this is the second of a three-game homestand, so look, they're making that a real fortress there, and along with the Panthers and the Broncos, they're the only side, to my memory or my knowledge that I'm looking at here, with a 5-0 and uh, form line. So the Knights, they're slowly sneaking in, 29 points now on the ladder, not quite locked into finals berth, but I'll tell you what, they're not far off it. Jackson Hastings, the halfback, has been named despite that Cinders Moses injury last week. Uh, Bradman Best is back from his injury as well, which sees Tuala relegated to the reserves. For the Rabbitohs, Michael Cheekham is back with Ben Lovitz to be the man on the bench. Jay Arrow has been named despite his back spasms in recent weeks. It must be contagious back spasms out there at the new Heffron headquarters. Uh, Jed Cartwright has been not named after suffering back spasms himself last week. And big news, big, big news. Up front, Harm Saleh and Tavita Totola. They're nearing to, uh, returns from their respective injuries. They haven't been named as such, but they are listed amongst the extended reserves. So uh, that will mean plenty for the Rabbitohs if they can find their way into the game day 17. Uh, look, very quickly here, I don't have any real uh, points of notes, but I will just quickly talk around Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell. They don't seem to be their natural, uh, you know, big game running, smiling selves in recent weeks, but maybe this is a game. I, I thought I said the same last week when they played the Dragons in a, in a similar time slot. I just think South's daytime footy, it's only a matter of time before all the pieces suddenly gel, and this, they get a good go here. Um, Newcastle away, I know it's on paper, not the easiest game of sorts, particularly for the Rabbitohs who have struggled in recent times. But um, daytime footy, Latrell, Cody, Cody, uh, uh, sorry, um, rather Cookie at a dummy half. I can just see like getting a bit of a roll on here if they are boosted by Harm Sele and Tavita Totola coming back. Burgess finding his front, you know, uh, speak of Havili even. Uh, 
finding a way to get the Rabbitohs onto the front foot. I do like still the Rabbitohs. I just they're just so dangerous when they can put it all together. Okay, last game of the week: the Raiders and the Bulldogs. Uh, again, probably not too much overly relevant super coach news here, but we will go through the team changes. Jared Croker, of course, named uh, to play this week. Um, he's back from a hamstring injury. He announced his retirement. So just a couple of more weeks, we will see Jared Croker in the NRL. So all all the best to him in the weeks to come. He's returned, so he's Ethan Strange moved to the reserves. Uh, James Schiller. Remember that name? Start of 2022, James Schiller randomly popped up round one against the Sharks on the wing. We all raced to get him in, and very quickly did we wish we didn't. He's back this week. Tommy Starling on the bench, Adrian uh, Trevelyan and Pasami Saolo. They're dropped from the squad. For the Bulldogs, Jacob Preston is suspended. That will hurt some who are still holding. Uh, Ryan Thompson, uh, rather Ryan Sutton, is back from a new uh, neck injury. He starts at lock. Luke Thompson moves to the bench. Uh, RFM also on the bench, Harrison Edwards, 18th man. Uh, am I concerned about Big Red and Joey Tarpanay, their lack of points last week? No, not at all. I've said all along, I think they need tight, close, gritty games. Uh, they will be looking to atone here back at home, Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, I don't. I will make a bold prediction of sorts. One of those two, Tarpanay or Big Red, one of those two will score at least one try this week. Uh, I don't know if Top Sport has a market on that, one of those new tri-combo markets, Tarpanay or Big Red. Um, but you'd be getting a good price, and I just have a feeling that they're going to bounce back somewhat in a, some big way this week. The Bulldogs themselves on the end of a big loss last Sunday. So both sides looking to make amends for last start woes, but give me the Raiders here. Okay, uh, let's talk trades. Now, as I said, I've only got one left. And I don't have any boosts. I've got about 18k in the bank, so I don't have much wiggle room here. Now, I will say I'm not making a trade uh, as it stands, um, but if I was to be tempted into a move, oh, yeah, Suwali E would probably be my one this week. How would I do it? I actually couldn't. I'd, ha I'd have to sell like a Ronaldo Mulatalo, which I don't really want to do. Um, Blake Wilson, Ty Munro, they're just not there in terms of their cash. I can't go up, as I said. I said I've only got 13k in the bank, in fact. So uh, I can't do it, but that would be my move if I could do it. I'm just hanging on to this last trade. I'm pretty happy with my squad at the moment. Just hanging on for one of those restings, or if I can go, for example, in a Sarko to drink water or Latrell to drink water next week, that's probably my ideal move. Uh, but we will wait and see how that all plays out. Okay, let's get stuck into your Q&As. We'll wrap this up with uh, your questions as they have come through at our Instagram uh, this afternoon and this evening. So a big thank you to everyone who's got on board here. Uh, we will start with one from Sakit. I'm going to have to ask him how to say his name, this guy. It's S-A-A-K-I-T. Or go Sarkit. Uh, he simply says, is Tino worth it? Another one here from Brendan Love says, uh, is Tino a buy? If so, sit Tohu or Big Red. So to sum it up, I'll be buying Tohu this week if we can afford it. I, was, I did preface it by saying this. Yes, but only if you have three or more trades. If you have two trades or less, no, I wouldn't do it. Um, and that's on the proviso because I look at my own team. I look at players that I'm holding, those that are uh, well-owned or highly-owned prospects indeed. Uh, Nathan Cleary, every chance of a rest the last week. 
uh, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker on buys in round 26. Um, you know, many will be holding uh, players on buys this week, be it Payne Haas or uh, Reese Walsh. I don't think you can justify this move if it costs you two trades this late in the season. I was going to do it myself, but Timmy Williams talked me out of it, and I'm glad he did because I was probably looking too much at that one week. Um, whereas if players do start to rest, you know, brain to- oh, around 27, every chance of a rest against the Cowboys that week, I may need to just prop up my outside back. So, you know, looking at To'o here, 775k uh, playing the Titans with a break-even of 59. If he goes big this week, it's a pretty easy move um, to sell him, shift Osako up to center wing, and, and bring in a, a Scotty Drinkwater for a favorable game against the Dolphins next week. That's the way I'd be looking at it. Why is Tino worth it? If you're going to flip that on its head and you're going to say, yes, I need to get Tino this week, I can't disagree with you. 25% of games this year, so 4 in 16 starts, Tino has scored 100 or more. Now, that is up there with the absolute best of the best. If you're scoring 101 in four, I just think back to last year. That's Pappenhausen-like. That's Drinkwater-like. Um, that's Cleary-like. At his best, it's probably not quite as good as Turbo circa 2021. Like That's different kettle of fish altogether, but Teddy-like back in 2020. So I can see why plenty are interested in Tino this week. Like we say, he's the most traded in player this week, over $800,000 for a front rower. Good luck. And, and I seriously mean that. Good luck because I've held him for large parts of the year as well. Only sold him the week when I think he was suspended and Valentine Holmes was suspended or Tino was injured, one of the two. I think he was suspended. I think they both got suspended the same week. Flicked them both. I think I got in Dan Gagai and uh, Brent Oh, So it worked out okay for me in the end. Rome Shisti says here, would you lo- use your last trade for CNK or save for arresting? Now, this is going to contradict everything I say or I've just said. But yes, I would do this. I would use my last trade to get CNK. Now, it sounds wild given everything I just said there, but it's hard to knock CNK. And with two games now at Mount Smart versus Manly this week, the Dragons next week, the Dolphins in round 27, it's very tempting. It's very, very tempting. And now it depends as well if you're an overall player, if you're head-to-head focused, or however you're impacted this week by the Broncos by by next week with South by round 27, when your grand final is. You have to consider all of that. But on the basis of everything that is at my disposal here, looking at this question, use the last trade for CNK, I would probably do it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. A player, I knocked him in the preseason. I said, I, I can't see him averaging more than 50. Now I am saying here, use your last trade with three weeks remaining to bring him in. Um, that just shows you how very quickly a season can change. Speaking of doing a bit of research for tonight, Sean Johnson has now gone to the top of the, the list. Total points scored this year. Yes, he has played a few more games than Nico Hines, but Sean Johnson... Turning back the clock, most points, most supercoach points, that is, of any player to this point of the season heading into round 25. So well done to Sean Johnson. Jack Seymour says here, best fullbacks for the head-to-head grand final round 26. I've pulled out four or five here, depending on which way you're looking at it. A couple of these are via the jewels, centering fullback eligible players. My first one, I think you can probably guess it, drink water against the Dolphins. I'm lining that up myself. Really like that. Uh, Kalen Ponga, he has the Sharks in round 26. The Warriors, their contingent, be it CNK, 
or Dallin Watini Zelezniak against the Dragons. We did see Dallin score four tries against the Dragons earlier this season. So don't forget that. You can shift some of these center wing guys down to fullback as a pod play in that last week if that means you can open up that slot for someone else, maybe like a Suwali'i. Um, so keep an eye on that. My last one here that I pulled out is Ruben Garrick against the Bulldogs, who is someone I traded last week. As I sort of said, I don't really focus too much myself on head-to-head grand finals or head-to-head matchups. Um, I was actually considering sitting Garrick again this week um, if I was holding him. So, look, I made the basis. I was sitting him last week against the Panthers. I was probably going to sit him this week against the Warriors away. That's why I sold him. Um, but if you are still holding or you are considering about buying him back, if, if it's something you really want to target, that round 26 grand final, Garrick against the Bulldogs does look a good fixture. Okay, a couple more here from Liam Champney says, Cody Walker to Nick Meany. I think simply, no, I wouldn't do it. And I assume you have your grand final round 26. I didn't mention Meany there, but I can see... Uh, like we sort of started off the podcast tonight, I can see Pappenhausen coming back in some capacity, round 26, potentially against the Titans. Um, I don't think, I don't think Meany is someone I'd be breaking the bank to get to. I certainly wouldn't be selling Cody Walker to him this week. Next week, maybe a different proposition. This week, no. Um, just wait and see if Pappenhausen is named on that Storm team list next week. If you can afford to hold off one more week, Cody, not a bad game this week. Not a bad game. Away to Newcastle, but Sunday afternoon footy, I think there will be points. And let's finish this off here with Kai Whitmill. Says, trading out Haas for Tohu. Uh, Dan Sharpie also asks Haas Haas to AFB. Dan Sharpie, Haas to AFB. So look, Broncos on a bye this week. Payne Haas, probably someone who you can shift away. A similar price tag to those around him, or even a downgrade option in, in some cases. Would I go to Tohu? Nah, you make a good point there. AFB could be the one. And if not AFB, like I've sort of been harping on before, I'd probably prefer finding the cash to go to Tino. If, you, if you've got any in the bank, go up to Tino. Uh, but yeah, all in all, front row forward options, they seem to be struggling, uh, with the ex- exception of Tino and, of course, AFB, who continues to score tries, which is phenomenal in itself. All right, uh, let's leave it there for tonight. So big thank you to everyone who's continued to stick around despite me just uh, rabbling on here by myself. But uh, we do appreciate your support, be it on the podcast, across the socials, or on the YouTube. You won't get this episode tonight on YouTube. We're just doing an audio-only episode. So if you do know someone who usually watches on the YouTube or they ask you why is in this on YouTube tonight, tell them to head on over to the podcast feeds. At Supercoach365, that is the social tag, the handle where you'll get us. Follow us there. And you can look forward to a couple more podcasts to come in the coming weeks. Teaming up again with probably SC Playbook, Timmy Williams, and the Rugby League Guru. Stay tuned for some details on that. Good luck. Enjoy your round 25 footy. See you next week.